0: Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for today is from John, the 15th chapter. As the father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my father's commandments, and abide in his love. This is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you. That you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should abide. Dear friends of Christ, uh, people have always sung about romantic love. Elvis Presley sang Love Me Tender, and that's because love sells music. And the old 60s song, Get Together, urges come on, people, now smile on your brother, everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. And Jackie DeShannon gave us a little advice. What the world needs now is love, sweet love. And again, she also sang, put a little love in your heart. Think of your fellow man. Lend him a helping hand. Put a little love in your heart. The world will be a better place for you and for me. Now, there's nothing wrong with love. God is love. Love is what God wants us to do. It's, His, it's all of His commandments. Love God, love each other. It's a summary of what He commands us to do. But if rock and roll is so right about how all we need to do is just put on love, then why isn't the world a better place to live in? If it's just that simple, just put on a little love, then why have we failed so miserably in the world? Why can't the world solve the problems of the world? Why does a song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, just sound like an unrealistic dream because that's what it is? Well, the Bible has an answer for that. Humanity can sing about love all we want, but we have a a human problem, and of course, the Bible describes that We have a human problem of living out love. We don't make sacrifices for each other the way God has for us. Jeremiah tells us the truth about human love. The heart is deceitful more than anything else and desperately wicked. That's hard to hear. And Jesus agrees. He says, Out of the human heart comes evil thoughts and murder and adultery and sexual immorality, theft, false witness, uh, false testimony, and slander. Not love. Love doesn't flow. Oh, a lustful love, perhaps. A selfish love, perhaps. But not true love. True love does not flow from the human heart. If you want to find true love, you have to know God, because it's only in God that we can find that true love, true love that flows from His heart. And so we consider our theme for today, the power of God's love. Jesus talks about love in our text. He says, as the Father has loved me, and if sinful fathers can love their children, how much can you imagine that our Heavenly Father loves His Son? And we don't have to imagine Because the Bible tells us clearly, do you remember what Jesus said, what God said just during Jesus' baptism? He said, This is my beloved Son. And just in case you missed it, a few years later on top of the mountain on Transfiguration Day, God said it again This is my beloved Son whom I love. Do you know where I'm going with this? It's all about John 3.16. The Father loves His Son with an everlasting love. The Father loves His Son perfectly. However, God loved the world more. That's what John 3.16 says. For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. Now think about that. That's not the kind of love you hear in romantic songs, is it? No, instead it's the kind of love the church has been singing about throughout its history, like this song about God's love, 1,605 years old, of the Father's love begotten. Or listen to this song about God's love from this 300-year-old hymn. See from His head, His hands, His feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Love so amazing, love so divine, demands my soul, my life, my all. And so we sing about the love, don't we? But that's not all. Not only does our Heavenly Father love us with all of His heart, He loves the world and He wants to save it so that He sent His Son Jesus to redeem us, that we might live, Jesus also loves us. That's why Jesus said, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. And that's good news. Listen, if you miss the fact that Jesus became human, took on human flesh to keep the law that you couldn't keep, to keep keep the Ten Commandments perfectly the demands of the law, if you don't understand all that, you'll never understand why He died on the cross for you. If you missed that Jesus Christ suffered and that that He died in your place, that He bore your sin and He gives you the gift of His holiness, then you'll miss the whole reason why He suffered and died and rose to save you. Because He did it because He loves you. And if you miss all that, then you're forced to bear the punishment of all your disobedience for all eternity. Only Jesus, through His suffering and sighing, through His death and dying, can stop the cancer of sin. You see, if Jesus didn't forgive all your sins and love you enough to wash them all away, then you still bear them in your own souls. If Jesus didn't love you and wasn't able to take all your guilt and put it upon His shoulders, all the guilt of your sin, then you will cry out in guilt, I'm unworthy to be saved. I am unworthy to be loved by God. And eventually, because of your sin, you'll flee from Him because you don't feel worthy. You'll turn away from God because your guilt will shame you. However, Jesus doesn't want that. Mm -hmm. He loves you. He wants you to draw near to His heavenly Father, to the one who sent Him, to draw near, to the one who put all the guilt of your sin upon His shoulders. And that's what Paul meant when he wrote, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You know, secular music doesn't understand that kind of love. It understands romantic love, but it doesn't understand the sacrificial love of God. It doesn't understand the cross. Secular music misses all that. And so does the world, for that matter. They miss God's love in Christ Jesus. Secular music encourages us to love one another, but it doesn't tell us how to love one another. It says that loving one another will make the world a better place, but it doesn't tell us how. To accomplish that. And it ignores the God who can. It ignores the true God, the true source of love. And so when the secular music sings about reaching out to the world in love, and if we do, we can change the world, and you hear that all the time about how humanity, if we just love, we can change the world, but it ignores the God of love who is the only one who can change the world. And by the way, He will come again to do just that. He's coming again to change the world. And we live in that plan, don't we? We live in that plan of love for fallen sinners as Jesus reveals that plan of salvation for us. And that's why He said, Everything that I learned from my Father, I have made known to you. We don't have to wonder about the future. We don't have to fear the future. Because Jesus revealed it to us. He revealed to us the love of our Heavenly Father. And we know what His plan is for us. And that's why the Bible says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. Our confirmants later in in the late service need to hear that, don't they? I have plans for you. Continue in the true faith. Everything we need to know about our future is laid out and revealed in God. God's children will be loved by God for all eternity. God shows us that plan, He gives us that gift, and that eternal joy is waiting for us. And that's the power of God's love. It doesn't matter what happens to you in this life and and you can experience all kinds of difficulties and trials and troubles in this life and you probably will. However, if you keep the faith, if you keep His commandments, you stay in Christ's love, you will be saved. All those twists, all those turns, all the challenges of this life, all the vanquished dreams, they're all conquered through Christ who loves us. In His love, Everything is made right. So think all about, think about all those things that's wrong in your life. He wants you to know what's in store, what God's love has in store for you. And so I want you to look at God, and as you look at God, do you see a father who is angry with you, who has a scowl on his face, As you look at God, you see a father who bows his head in dismay. No, you see a father who washes your sins away in holy baptism and calls you into his family as he did little Leland. A loving father who gives us a son for the forgiveness of our sins. And Jesus doesn't want us to doubt. He wants to relieve any doubt we might have. And that's why he assures us, you did not choose me, but I chose you. Thanks be to God he chose me. He chose you. Think about that. When I make a choice about something, I'm not always certain. I'll go to the restaurant, I'll order a steak, and it doesn't take very long, I wished I'd ordered the fish. I choose to buy a car, and it's not very long. I wish that I had chosen another one. Jesus doesn't do that. When Jesus chooses, He never makes a mistake. And do you know why? It's because He's God. It's because His love is powerful. In our text, there's only one imperative, one command, and it's not love everyone. The only imperative in our text is you remain in my love. Everything else flows from that. But if you remain in my love, he says, then you will love one another. But the command is remain in my love. Something else for our confirmants our and late service to remember, right? Don't wander from the love of God. Remain in his love. Jesus says, These things I charge you, these things, plural, these things I charge you, these things I command you that you love one another. These things are plural. It's not singular. I command you to love one another. No, it's these things. It's all of these things that Jesus has done for you. How he suffered and died. How he bore your sins. How he loved you so much that he sacrificed himself on the cross. How he rose again to defeat sin and death and hell in you. And to give you new hearts, forgiven hearts, so that you may be able to love one another. John wrote, we love because he first loved us. And Jesus says, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. And again, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him. Listen, the world can sing about love all it wants, and they get it all wrong. We Christians have a different perspective. We Christians know the power of God's sacrificial love. And we Christians learn how to love from Jesus. We learn to love God and to love each other. Think about it. Sing about love all we want. We won't get it right. Listen to it all day long. We'll never be able to, it won't help us to become better people. But Jesus has. That's what Jesus does. His blood makes us perfect. His body makes us holy. And He plugs us into His Father's love through His cross. And through the cross, Jesus has assured us that He has chosen to save you because of His love. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen.